Big Fluff. Hello, world. It's Stephanie Smart, and I am here to tell you. that I know some shit. Exotica. Hi, everybody. I'm Joel Murphy. And I'm Stephanie Smarr. And this is Stephanie Knows Some Shit. Where we go over the things that we think are cool, that we think are hip, that we think... Joel, I don't know how old you are, but I'm 37. So like near 40-year-olds think is really cool, which is very different than 20-year-olds. Um, and today we were actually inspired by a conversation we had within the last past couple of weeks about weird eating habits. And I've always alluded to the fact that I do not eat properly. <laughs> like if you were to get set, put me in front of a doctor, they're typically pissed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I kind of, I, I don't know if this is, if I have it the opposite way, but I actually just had to get all the blood work and stuff done at a doctor. And I feel like doctors are always slightly baffled that like all of my panels come back really well because again, really cool. as people who listened last week might've caught, like I, I eat very trashy food, but yet for some reason my baseline health is pretty good. So Dude, that's incredible. I was, you know what I was low in that I was like shocked, like other than iron and like vitamin D or B or something like that total protein oh and i was like that doesn't sound great no that doesn't but i figured they would call me so i'm doing that whole like passive thing where you're like this didn't look right because it was like bolded it was like they put exclamation points on your chart yeah if you're low um but whatever that's just a little personal about me but i was like total protein like protein what kind of protein, like beef protein, Just blood all. protein, which one's going to kill me? <laughs> yeah. Would be great to know. Um, but do keep going. Sorry, I digress. Oh, no, no, no. That, that was all I had. But yeah, we I think this this weird eating habits has sort of started cropping up on the show. And I think last week's episode was also particularly uh, because we were talking about making stuff out of like the pantry or things that you had on hand. But there was a lot of discussion of like rolled up lunch meat and and mayonnaise and cheese Love sandwiches. Love those. those yeah. So I, so, so I think that was a lot of the inspiration. So good. So I spend a truckload of time looking at obscure restaurant menus. I don't know. I get on a kick. So like recently, because I've been doing the whole tourist in my own state type of thing. It's been like clam shacks and lobster huts and chowder houses. And it takes you to like a weird world, especially when you're looking at these menus and they're all using the same stock photo to describe their mozzarella sticks. (laughs) You know what I mean? There's like a lot of like it's it's interesting. Um, But so I go on this website. It's called like the omelet factory or the omelet night. And I'm like, okay. And, you know, I'm always curious. What are people shoving into an omelet? Do you know what? Do you know what really struck me? What's that? They had a strawberry jam and cream cheese omelet. No, cream cheese. No, Mm. no. The strawberries didn't stop you. Strawberries and eggs. No, the strawberries is not good either. But cream cheese, there's something particular about cream cheese that like, excuse me, they're both bad. No, I'm saying in an omelet, just all of it. In an omelet. Like texturally. It's a little too. Yeah. Cream cheese 
if I'm eating a bagel, I do not want the cream cheese to be like molten lava hot because I agree. Yeah, it does do something peanut butter, like tahini almost like this really like mouth coating thing. Yes. Um, But the strawberry jam, dude, like that's that's nasty. No, and it's I all, never say anything's nasty. I'm like, I'll give it a shot. It's all bad. No, I don't like to be. A, yeah, I don't like any of it. Omelets should have savory things in them. Savory. They yeah. also had one with pineapple in it. And I was oh. like, oh, my God. Now, that being said, just even to say the first weird thing that I love. So in Salem, Massachusetts, and there's a couple locations, but that's the only one I've ever been to. There is this place called Bagel World. And when I say Bagel World, I expect the country to know about bagel world because like <laughs> they're so good and anybody who wants to come at me i will fight you in their parking lot in the back across from salem state like no problem but my favorite bagel combination there is a cinnamon raisin bagel toasted with scallion cream cheese the the scallions are, are giving me pause everything yep, else about that sounds really good but yeah scallions i don't know scallion the, cream cheese because yeah. i like the sweet with the piquant of yeah. the onion I also I should be clear as we get into this episode, and I'm sure I'll discuss weird things I like, but I, I feel like I need to declare that I'm almost aggressively boring <laughs> in the things that I eat like a lot, because like if I went to that place and I would be happy to go to a to bagel world, uh, I would get probably a plain bagel with cream cheese. I tend to order the most boring of things. I am about to fall off my seat. <laughs> you would get a plain bagel with plain cream cheese. Yeah, it sounds delicious. Like. Uh. <laughs> which is not to say i wouldn't eat a cinnamon raisin that also sounds good but i but you wouldn't like just naturally be drawn to the flavorful i i, I tend to aroma. default to to more boring choices i'm ordering those mozzarella sticks that you're looking at on every menu for okay sure. well that's that's normal because that's fried yeah. cheese that's delicious <laughs> okay hold on everybody pause so if you were given okay so it says turkey sandwich on the menu turkey sandwich on wheat mm -hmm. right it doesn't say anything about mayo lettuce tomato onions pickles will you just eat that turkey sandwich on that toast yep yeah 100 percent. and you would never be like may i please have a slice of tomato no no I don't, in fact i don't really want the slice of tomato i want it i want it plain <laughs> i'm shocked right now yeah you know the my go-to pizza order this is gonna make you sad too Light cheese, cheese, not light, not light, but cheese for sure. Um, if it's any consolation, so my brother Colton was like super allergic to dairy when we were little, and I thought ice cream was frozen Cool Whip. If you put Cool Whip in front of me, <laughs> I will projectile vomit everywhere. Same uh -huh. with coconut sorbet; like I can't do it. But we always had cheeseless pizzas. Oh, that's weird. That's yeah. so. Yeah. Um. Well, Joel, it's not that I'm like disappointed i'm just kind of okay last question if you order a cheeseburger mm -hmm. would you get a cheeseburger or a burger oh definitely hey, let's be clear i love cheese put cheese on everything okay, okay. put cheese in that omelet well, i didn't know sure. how vanilla we were talking no 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 cheese is great put cheese on everything um okay so that's that's totally cool i think that like a lot I, but also, if you were to answer your question in case you, this is what you're wondering, my, if I was to get it, it would probably be like a cheeseburger with just pickles and mustard. And I'm happy. That's, that's like the grossest thing. Ever, so <laughs> that's bad, gross. But. Mustard and pickles. Yeah. Yeah. Mustard and pickles. Where's your sweetness coming from? Where's your fat coming from? 
Uh, we'll the, just we'll just yeah. Joe and I are actually going to have to wrap up this podcast and have a little conversation <laughs> between the two of us right now. So thanks I, for listening. Howdy doody. I, also, I just <laughs> want to be kidding. clear. I, I to be clear too. Like I do, I will eat pretty much anything. Like if, if someday when you and I actually meet up, which is still weird, yep. that, that's never happened. So weird. Anything that you cooked, I would eat. Like I, I will try. Yeah, whatever. I don't think, I, well, that's why you, we all know you love food. Yeah. But it's like my default selections tend to be very boring. That's incredible. That's insane. Wow. Okay. So I think that a lot of my weird eating habits definitely spawned from my childhood. Like I've talked about my parents a lot. I love them more than anything. Hi, mom and dad. They listen to every single one unless it's sad or they even listen to the tattoo. One. I was going to, I was just going to ask that your they mom listened. Did. How did your mom do with the tattoo episode? Uh, she said that we were absolutely wonderful and we're stars with so many exclamation points <laughs> and emojis. It was very, yeah. I think it's so cute because I picture my parents like a little kumbaya-esque, like sitting in the living room, just like fully tuned into the podcast. I do love the idea that they're listening to this like it is the early 1900s and they are gathered around. Dude, they still have like a radio like you remember like the radio rack growing up where it was like one radio and then the one with the tape player and the one with the CD player. And it yeah. was just like 15 feet tall. They still have that. My dad does I don't too. Know. Yeah, my dad for sure. My dad loves all that stuff too. So like he he has a that kind of sound system as well. You know what I've been dying to get? A landline. <laughs> Hear me out. I get a landline and that's where everybody who I can do the private dinners for, they call the landline Ooh. and leave me a voicemail because I can't respond to anybody because I don't know how to email. <laughs> that's that's very Bill Murray-esque. You know that, right? Like that's a very big compliment to me. Thank you. But that's I don't know if you know this about Bill Murray, but that's yeah. how because now that he's, you know, an older eccentric actor, yeah. that's how he gets work. You the only way if you want to get Bill Murray to be in your movie, he has a phone number that is hard to get the number for you. Like you have to know the right people to get it. And you call and you leave him a message pitching whatever thing you want him to do, and he either calls you back or he doesn't. Oh, this sounds brilliant. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to put that on my list. I've got a list in my phone about very important things, and it ranges from like. Let's see what's on here. Make my bathroom usable is on my <laughs> list of and I have since made my bathroom ususable, but then I have like see a waterfall. Oh, that was okay. nice. Yeah. This one. Get a landline. Um, that's incredible. Get a landline. OK, so my parents are incredible. They they definitely love food, my dad more so than my mother. But, you know, us smars are this strong Czech blood that we have. My mom can live off of diet ginger ale, which she keeps <laughs> under the sink with all the chemicals. I'm not saying, but I'm just saying. <laughs> and um, unsalted rice cakes. My the dog won't even eat those. My mom used to eat those when I was young. I remember a lot of those rice cakes. And the the worst was when we didn't have other food in the house. And so like as a kid, you try to you try to like throw some peanut butter on those or something to try to give them some. And they just your mouth is still stuck. Yeah, they just tasted like a coaster. It tasted like you were eating like styrofoam. Yeah, my mom can live off of that or like canned green beans. Like the way she and I think about food, we're so 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 similar. David calls me Joyce Junior a lot. Is like. I only need one thing to satisfy this hunger 
and then I'm going to move on to something else. Like I would say I am not food motivated necessarily. Like I much prefer to cook for other people than I do eat. Yeah. Which sounds crazy now that like, but that's how I get my like kicks. I don't get my kicks from feeding myself. So, you know, I'll pick one thing. Triscuits and American cheese. Amazing. You you put six on a paper plate. You top each Triscuit with a square of American cheese. You give two squares to your dog. You microwave that for 25 seconds. Heaven. Nice. Dinner. Yeah. No, that sounds good. I I definitely. Yeah, I do Triscuits and cheese. Like, I like that. Triscuits and cheese. Oh, my God. With my mom's Prego meat sauce. Growing up, we did eat spaghetti every night. Every single night. There wasn't a night without spaghetti. But spaghetti. So my father, so my mom would buy prego, the the like pasta sauce. She'd ground ground beef. She'd drain it. She'd add the prego. She would take a little bit of her precious diet ginger ale, pour it into the bottle for the prego container, swirl it around, and <laughs> add that to the sauce. Okay, I shit you not. That's not even the weird part. Then she'd make like. A family of 12 because we were all big kids. Well, I wasn't big, but like, you know, growing kids, she'd make like 12 to 14 boxes of pasta. And that would be our jam. But my father, right, you're not even ready for this. Every night with his spaghetti would have a slice of peanut butter toast. At the same time. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes he would like swirl the spaghetti in the peanut butter toast and make a spaghetti sandwich. What yep. what is it with the men in your life and spaghetti sandwiches? They say you marry somebody like your father, and here we are. Here we are, just two grown men eating spaghetti sandwiches. Um, yeah, he would do that, and my mom used to put peanut butter on my hot dogs. What? Yeah, huh? That's like just on a bun, like a bun yep. with bun, hot hot dog, peanut butter. Do you know what my mom used to do that was adorable? She used to cook hot dogs to look like little people. Like, so she would... Oh my God, that's such a mom thing. That's a Pinterest mom thing. People pay money for that shit now. But yeah, she would do that. She would like cut like little legs and little arms and like, yeah, and they would fry Uh, hot dogs. Joyce did not have time for that. That was not in (laughs) Joyce's repertoire of uh, fun, creative snacks that she would make us. (laughs) So that was definitely a weird one. And peanut butter and hot dogs is bomb. Like it really is good, but you know what happened? All this stuff was introduced to me when I was little and everything had sugar in it. And when I say I am like a sugar fiend, when Joel and I got on this phone call before we started recording, I was eating a dish of Whoppers. That is true. That's (laughs) just a dish of Whoppers. Cause I remembered they were in my car and it was really hot. And I was like, Oh God, I should probably save those Whoppers before the sun melts them. I do eat a lot of sugar too. Like, I, I think, eat. I think, as you and I are uh, about the same age, that it's like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think just everything had tons of sugar in it when we were kids. So, like, we, we all- I have, and I have racked my brain. I do not remember drinking water once. Yeah, it was Kool Aid. We always had Kool Aid. We always had the stuff by Ocean Spray called Monolawi. I don't know that. That's one. what yeah. we called it. Yeah. Um, it was like pineapple guava, like a fucking sugar bomb. Yeah. 
But no, because we Kool Aid, you would make it. We had a pitcher, and it was like the powder oh, that was yeah, just, the powder in the in the juggy thing. Yeah, in the, like yeah. yeah. Oh, that was the shit. And it was, but it just like you, like you smelled that, like you would open it, and it would just like sugar would just fly yes, into your face. I, it was like the eighties had the the concentrated fruit juice, you know, like in the freezer section. Yeah, and then the nineties had the power powder because we had powdered everything. Yeah. But I yeah. still my my Skittles water. <laughs> I did make a note to talk about it. Yeah. Um. Today is green apple and green. So purple has been my favorite flavor of anything forever. Purple anything. Purple popsicles. Purple drank. Purple soda. Did you say it's green? Purple. You said it's green apple. This is green apple. Mm, and I think I'm getting off of the purple. And I think I'm moving towards a new flavor, but I don't know what it is. See, this is very contentious because I and I think I'm going to mention this on a previous episode. I am very lime green Skittle, like, you know, ride okay. or die. And so I was yeah, very upset. I with, and they yeah, when they switched to green apple, I've never been happy about it. It seems like the Skittles candy Wait. switched back yeah. to lime. But I guess you, I also want to point out your Skittle water. I, I have looked for this in stores and I've never seen it. So I'm very confused. As to- um, it's in Hannaford's. It's in the seventh aisle with all the other concentrated juices. And it's the one that looks the most unhealthy for you. I, oh, I also, is that a grocery store? I don't think we have Hannaford's. It is a grocery store. Oh, see, that might be what um, it is. Everybody, think- we'll, we'll connect something for a link in the box and you guys can buy your own Um skittles juice and we can just talk about our life choices no because i have that just because of this show where i'm like i want to try this skittle water so i can report back to you and i every time i'm in a store like and i'm walking past that aisle i look for it and it is never i maybe it's, california's bandit it's it's not allowed. it's not good for you it's not allowed in california i don't even look at the ingredients i'm like no i cannot because i'm rotting but i drink so much water yeah, but I had this ulcer, and I before I was drinking lemon water because I love, yeah, love, love tart and bitter and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but then my stomach was eroding, and then I was dumping lemon juice on it, and I was wondering why I was in pain. Yeah, but no, I'm with you on the because like my favorite, my favorite sugar vehicle in the entire mm-hmm. world is uh, those fruit sour candies that are just really bitter. And oh, I so, love those. Yeah, those are really good. Now I have a question going back to the Skittles things. So Skittles has lemon and they have lime? Yeah. Yeah, the green one used to be lime. What is okay, it? Lime and now again? it's green apple. But oh, it will, it's gone back. Yeah, it, it, in the candy, it's gone back to lime. Uh, but I guess in Skittle water, it is still green apple. But green I, apple. I find green apple divisive. I would divisive. if it was lime. That would be nice. Yeah, because it blends better with the other flavors. I feel like green yeah. apple is too distinct a flavor. It is. Yeah, to, to is. balance with the other Skittles. I'm constantly looking for things to make my water not taste like water because I try to drink like 64 to 80 ounces a day, That's a lot which is water. just like three. Dude, <laughs> you try you try being chubby and then not being chubby anymore. You need to see what works. And literally one day when I gain the balls, we'll do a diet episode because I do have a nutrition certificate and whatnot that I just recently received. Um now I just lost my train of thought again. Help me, Joe. Bring me back. Uh, but you were just in water. You need your water flavored. To, I need my water flavored. Yeah. I, get I just that. desperately need my water flavored. It gets boring. Uh, like I said, I, and again, I'm not going to pronounce it again, but that certain uh, beverage that I mentioned. LeCroy. Yeah, the LeCroy. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so I get that. You, you gotta, and like strawberry milk growing up, I used to make myself strawberry milk with like the strawberry syrup, you know, like Hershey's strawberry syrup. Yeah. 
And then I would put it next to my bed and over the course of the night, and I never realized how effed this was, I would just drink this room temperature milk over the course of like oh, seven no. hours. Oh no. Yep. Just I never got milk sick. Out. I've got Yeah. Yeah. That's also I do they still sell that? Because I can picture exactly they what you mean. Do. The strawberry syrup. Yeah. Yeah. And it's that it's this crazy, like it shouldn't be translucent, but you're just like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Like that's like, oh my God, I love it. My parents um, would never buy the syrup. We had the the chocolate syrup, but we never had strawberry syrup. But I, I remember other people's that. houses had them. That it felt very I exotic. wonder, just because I'm not a parent, like, how do moms and dads and parents just like choose that stuff? Like my mom chose some like Monalawi, and again, it could have been like I don't know what it was, but like, how was my mom like? You know what? Three small children under eight alike guava juice <laughs> you know like that's fascinating yeah now i think with my parents it was just and it's funny to think about because it's it's sort of uh a wash when you really look at back at it but i think they didn't want us to have soda so they would do kool-aid because in their mind that was yeah. better that was better because it was like they could see the water going into it probably yeah and they were like yeah that's nice <laughs> yeah there's at least a base so there's a pitcher full of water that is yeah. A starting point. <laughs> to all of our parents out there, tell us how you've like what that'd be interesting. Like, what is the most random thing you've decided you had to feed your child? Yeah, no, that's a good question. Yeah. Like, you know, just and then we can just like trace them for the next 30 years and see what their eating habits are like. It'll be wicked cool. But yeah, we definitely had uh, like our generation had a very strange like the things that were because it was like getting very into processed, easy meals. But that I was, was going to say you had snack wells where it was like eating cookies are good for you. You had healthy cookies, healthy cookies. You had things where you could literally taste the granules of sugar. Because they yeah. were coated in them in your lunchbox. Well, I pixie st- or not? Well, pixie sticks, yes. But also, what was that? Was it fun dip? The one fun dip. that Best. it was literally just colored sugar on a sugar stick. Yeah, you use a sugar stick to scoop. They still out. make those. Do they? Oh, um, yeah, that's too much sugar. That's a good birthday gift idea for everybody. Is get a birthday gift where it's all the person's. The year of the person's born's candy. What was popular then? That'd be cool. Oh, I like that. That's a, they need That'd to be really because they do that for like hit songs. There needs to be a website that you can look up what candy was popular right? the year you were born. That's it. This is our. Let's stop the podcast. This is our genius Shut idea. This is how we're going to be rich. Is just I can't wait, Joel. We deserve it. Do you have an idea for a great new podcast? You can bring your ideas to life and start your podcast today with Libsyn. Our podcast has been on Libsyn since April and we love it. Libsyn has everything you need to plan, launch, and grow your own podcast. Libsyn provides some of the best resources created by expert podcasters who will show you everything you need to know, like what equipment you should use, how to record great audio, how to get your show onto Apple Podcasts and other popular platforms, and much more. Plus, as a friend of Stephanie knows some shit, when you sign up with Libsyn, you get your first month of podcast hosting for free. There has never been a better time than right now for you to start podcasting. Visit Libsyn.com and use the code FRIEND, F-R-I-E-N-D. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N.com and use the code FRIEND 
F-R-I-E-N-D, to get started and create your podcast today. So those are some of the weird things that I eat. And then just like my my regular eating habits, I have to say, I even know they're strange. All right. Give me what do you got? Okay, so American cheese from the deli. That's no matter what. No, no, no. No matter what I make. There always has to be two slices left before the like before I run out. Always two, two of everything. Like I'll leave like two cherries in the bin, two oranges. I do have minor OCD, apparently, <laughs> according to my therapist. Yeah. Um, so that one's like a little, it's just a weird eating habit that I have. What else? I mean, these are all the things. I always have chips with my sandwiches. I always cut my sandwiches the same way. I also love raw onion on anything. Oh, see, that is, I'm on the other side of that, of you. I don't like raw onion on, on anything. Oh my God. That's why in and out so good, but like I die so I can eat it every three years. They put a whole lemon, lemon, onion slice on there. I also, it's so good. I'm a, they're going to revoke my, my California license, there, but uh, I can hear it, but I, I'm not a big fan of in and out. The lines are way too long and I don't think they're that good. If you live here, I, I feel like I got over it real fast in and out. In and out was the first meal I've ever seen anybody. And I was in LA get fast food and bring it home and eat it like a picnic in their backyard. <laughs> that is wild. See, and I, this is where my East Coast bias still comes in because I was born on the East Coast is uh, I think Five Guys is better than in Five Guys is so good. And also awesome podcast, Guy Raz, How I Built This, where he covered the Five Guys. That is interesting because that was, so that was all kind of like, you know, near Maryland, which is where I'm from. Like, because I, I remember Five Guys being like a local thing and then That's blowing so cool. up yeah like i do remember it when i was younger we and couldn't then... go there as a kid because my brother's allergic to peanut oil they did love throwing those peanuts everywhere they, yep yeah same in texas roadhouse i love it there <laughs> um so those are some weird eating things i'm trying to think can i run the this will you tell me if this is weird because molly yeah. thinks this is weird and i want to know okay i'm psyched okay so when i eat bananas i already weird just eating bananas yep okay already strange but i i don't you know because i guess most people they like peel them and they'll hold the peel and i completely remove the peel before i eat it and then i just a little strange okay all right well there you go that's a little strange yeah i don't know why Hmm. i do it i just do well i only recently started eating bananas because they're just like i love banana bread i love banana things I like banana runts, but like <laughs> banana runts are not bananas. banana. <laughs> They're shaped like bananas. They're so cool. Banana, but just I mean, like I, a banana. I'm like mm. runts were definitely that was one as a kid too. I was always a big fan runts of. Are bomb. Yeah. Um, when it comes to candies, you know which ones I love. What are, I think they're called bullseyes. It's like caramel, and then the center's like. Oh, like the powdery center? Powdery stuff. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll also eat candy corn year round. Oh, that one's, I know that one's yep. divisive. I like candy corn, but I know a lot of people, like that's a divisive Very polarizing. One. Yeah. I almost said fruit. Candy. Very <laughs> polarizing candy. Um, trying to think of the other weird things. Sandwiches I'll get weird with. Like just about anything that I eat needs to have like a pickly component, a sweet component, and a very savory component. So like even when I eat 
ramen, for example, I really like adding black vinegar to it. Like the one you get like with like um, soup, soup dumplings and whatnot. I'll add that because it adds like sweetness and a bite because otherwise everything's too neutral for me. Yeah. Like it needed to be a little weird. I feel like you're just naturally a chef. That's just, you're always balancing. Yes. This is what we learned last week when I was so confused about this pantry cooking thing. Yeah. It's like, it's the same way, I guess, like an author can always write and never questions like the art of it. Like I just, am like, no, don't you think about this stuff? Yeah. You got to throw some acid and (laughs) whatever. Like make it spicy. Yeah. Um, I also love a bell pop bell pepper dipped in uh milfuis dijon mustard that i mean which is ironic because i don't like bell peppers and i'm not a huge mustard person that is the the pepper is uncooked or it's cooked it's like uncooked uncooked so you're you're okay yeah yeah i'm intrigued by that yeah because also i like both of those things i both like peppers okay then you would love it my ex's mother dipped so she would do like her own happy hour every night and she would dip shrimp cocktail and bell peppers in mustard. And I was like, that's strange. And then a couple of years later and I tried it and I was like, damn, <laughs> maybe she did know what she was talking about. And I'm trying to remember her name. Um, but you said Dijon mustard too, right? Dijon. So this one brand did the brands Milfui or it's spelled just like Milfui. So Milfui, I don't know if that's how you are supposed to say it, but it has like a wasabi like kick. Oh, so interesting. there are some times where like it's not the quantity of food. It's like the power packed in the bite that I desperately need. So I'm like always looking for that. Yeah, that one sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. I like mu- See, that's the thing. I like very like mustard or spicy, which I know f- feels contradictory towards the very bland things that I often eat. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I like a lot of heat, too, like in flavor stuff. I like spice. Yeah. I think some of my weirdest food combinations, and I feel like a lot of people will relate to this, is um, what I drink with what I eat. Oh, okay. You know, like I think that a cheeseburger needs a Coca-Cola. Like I always used to drink wine. I don't want people to think that I just like, but like I used to be wine and stuff, but I never really got into drinking beer, but like sodas, like let's get down with this cheeseburger. Good cheeseburger. Yeah. Or shitty cheeseburger. Coca-Cola. I mean, that's just classic. Like that that's just Americana, I think. Um Japanese like ramen, sushi, um Chinese food, Sprite. Interesting. Cause maybe because there's like bold flavors. Sprite, there's scene. less flavors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's a little cleaner than a Coke. Yeah. When you're inundating your palate with mm-hmm. a lot of flavor. So it's more refreshing. Um, I don't have breakfast and we went over. I don't drink coffee very often. I didn't yeah. have a coffee today. I'm proud of you. And it was delicious. Yeah. Like melted ice cream. It was so good. Um, I don't know if this counts as a weird thing or not, but also we're in LA, so it probably doesn't, but Molly and I are both like year round ice coffee drinkers. Never hot coffee. Never hot. Yeah. Hot is reserved for like Thanksgiving when you want to feel cozy and like Christmas. No, yeah. always iced. Yeah. Okay. Always ice. It's even better because in the winter, the ice doesn't melt. Exactly. Yeah. You know, but, oh, you know what I love? Bloody Mary's minus the alcohol. So tomato juice. Gazpacho. I love it. Yeah. 
I love horseradish. I love black pepper. I love pickle. Like all about it. Yeah. Big fan. Fair enough. Do you put, yeah, you still my, put the like, um, the stuff so around the So my friend Will, who is an incredible bartender, he's at Blossom Bar in Brookline right now. And they're opening up a bunch of other places. They've got like Ivory Pearl, just gorgeous restaurants. He would make me a Bloody Mary every brunch service. So every Sunday, no, no frills, garnish. And I was like, you know what? I love that it had the garnish because he was just like pouring like the mix that he had made the night before. But like, it's just like how I would never send out a sandwich uncut. Like, it's like the fit. You don't even think about it, but you're like, here's a little finesse. You're welcome. That was, by the way, you said that, and then I'm glad you brought that up because I, I meant to go back to it because you said you always cut your sandwiches the same way. And what, yep. way, what way is that? Is it? No, it's not the same way. It's the same way for the specific sandwich. Okay. So, it's, so it varies from cheese, sandwich to sandwich. It's typically always in quarters, though. Okay. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I do a finger if I'm feeling wild or sometimes I will like a Reuben should not be cut into quarters no. or triangles. You know what I mean? That needs to be a half slice. Yeah. Cause that, but you, not down the middle from and like opposite diagonal diagonal. Like that's just common sense to me. I don't know. Well, a Reuben, there's too much in the middle of it. That's going to fall apart. Way too much. Yeah, and it's like, all juicy and like. Yeah, you need messy. the bread as together as possible to eat it. And also, Reuben's are delicious. But Reuben's are so good. They really are. Reuben's are so good. I was talking to my new friend, Jacob, who should be listening to this. Hi, Jacob. Hi, Jacob. And we were talking about Jewish food in general. And this is knowing nothing about the religion or anything, but just the fundamentals of Jewish home cooking to me is like the coolest, like the way I wish people could see because my eyes are bugging out of my head right now. <laughs> um, the way it's so rich, but it's clean and it's not complicated, but it's so complicated. And there's technique where there's lack of ingredients. It's just like I'm super into it, super into it. Yeah, no, some truly fantastic food for sure. Mm -hmm. And I love chicken livers until I think about them and then I can't eat them. But <laughs> for the most part, I love chicken livers. So, um, but those are my like drinks. What other weird? Where do you eat weird food? Everything I eat is strange. <laughs> Yesterday, I took a quart of fruit from my client's house, and then I bar borrowed her fork. Mary Lou, I owe you your fork back, and I just drove. And ate some fruit salad. Like while driving? Yeah. That's talent. Like that. I think just anything complicated. I don't know when driving. I became this confident driver. Knock on wood. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> We're not that confident. We're still knocking on wood. But like, I just, I just have snacks all the time. Which is interesting too. Cause again, and I know you're, you're a little bit outside of Boston, but I just remember my time in Boston that like the driving there is intense. Like it's not. It's the only place I know how to drive. But that's, I've never. Yeah, driven. I've driven in Napa. Um, and I think that's the only other state I've ever driven in. Like, you I've definitely driven my car to Rhode Island once, but I've never like I've never gone on vacation and been like, I need to rent a car. I'm you know, that's not me. Yeah, I just my memory of driving in Boston is. It's not a grid, so it's really confusing. And uh, just everyone drives fast and confidently. And so they don't mm -hmm. like if you need to merge, if you need to do any of that, they, they're, you're on your own. You got to figure it out. 
you know how people who aren't from Boston but are going to be driving in Boston should think about merging? David said this to me and it rocked my world. He was like, it needs to be like a zipper. Yeah. So why don't people zipper? Well, but I also will say it, that should be everyone. You, you have to think of it like yeah. a zipper and people don't. But For also sure. in Boston specifically, you just have to go and trust that the other people will let you merge. And I think that's what trips people up. That's what tripped me. I up. am other people. But that's the thing is like, I am other people. I think people are used to people like slowing down to let you through. And it's like they're going to let you through, but they're also going to drive at full speed. <laughs> they're not going to make it clear. Yeah, but we want you to be like a little on edge. Right. So that's that's what I remember. I think it made me a better driver the time because like, I lived in Boston for like a few years briefly. And I think it like I think I'm a better driver now than I was before that because you get a little bit of that yeah, like, reckless confidence, I think. I spend a lot of time in therapy talking about how I need to like, I'm such a methodical driver because I learned how to drive when I was 22 that like I have specific lanes and if I can't go into them at my specific times, I'm like so upset. <laughs> I'm like inconsolable. I'm like, please, I don't know how to do it otherwise. Um, but what I just recently bought some new stuff for car snacks. Oh, Whole Foods had these lollipops that have vitamin C in them. So I bought those and then I dropped one on the ground in my car a little bit earlier today and I picked it up and it was just it was as if Bear was in the car with me and he's been in my car three times. <laughs> it was so disgusting. I was like, shit, what do I do with this now? But it was Whole Foods, so it was biodegradable. <laughs> That's good. Um, I also like my. No, I'll save this for the end. Remind me because I have a story that I'll tie us into the end of the podcast um but i also like certain foods at the wrong temperature what does that mean so i am if it is a broth based soup and it's been in my refrigerator you'll eat I'll it, drink it like yeah, yeah. Hmm. pizza preferably cold chinese food preferably cold pasta depends yeah some pasta is good pasta is never great no but po yeah cold pasta can be really good the next day spaghetti sandwich um <laughs> What else do we have? Just a lot of weird things. And then I eat off of all composable, compostable, compostable paper plates and bowls. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because well, I hate doing the dishes so much. Well, you said at the end of the show, we're pretty much, we're getting towards the end of the show. I know that we, you have a story that you want to share. I do. That we should. I do. Yeah. Okay. So this story kind of tying into the cold food. So my favorite cold food and one of my favorite foods in the entire world are crab rangoon they're good like i have a tattoo on my bicep i've never thought that that's where it is it's on my bicep so it's <laughs> on my bicep and it's a crab but it's a rangoon yeah. in the middle that it's, was the first one nikki noodles did for me which you can listen um, to our tattoo episode if you haven't which is definitely uh, listen yeah. to our tattoo episode yeah. and just go look at his adorable little face on my instagram it is great yeah no that, i really that episode was delightful and he seems delightful so He's a wonderful person, a wonderful person. But so I just love crab rangoon. And I was living in Lynn. And if this person would go get Chinese food, let's say he would always bring home crab rangoon for when I got done with work. Okay, this happened like once, but let's just glorify what he tried to do or something. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, so it's the middle of the night and I had had a glass of wine and I think I had smoked a little bit of pot. And so I'm like, Sorry not to make this PG, but like, whatever. 
So I'm, I'm just like, warning. I'm picturing your parents again in their living room gathered around the radio. Oh my God. So. They're probably just horrified right now. My mom's like, <laughs> stop, me, stop talking. But I was, I was like 24. So long ago. Um, but so I woke up and I was like crab rangoon. And so in the middle of the night, I'm a fearful sleeper. I'm afraid I'm never going to fall asleep again. Like all this stuff. So I kept my eyes closed as I was walking into the kitchen. Right. So I'm walking into the kitchen, pitch black with my eyes closed to go get this cold crab rangoon. I miscalculate where the kitchen island is Ooh. and I kick it. Ooh. Square on. I don't even know how it happened. Like square on. Like my foot crumped, like folded in half. Right. Ugh. Like, yeah. yeah. Super nasty. So I wake up this person because I'm screaming, silently screaming. I'm not like very dramatic about it, but I'm in like serious pain. And it's starting to swell immediately. And I'm crying so hard because it hurts so bad. And I like somehow knock out, like I fall asleep. Like from shock, probably. I wake up the next morning and I'm like, oh, and I look down and I'm like, oh, so I text my father and I'm like, dad, should I go to the hospital? And he's like, oh, my God, I broke my foot. Oh, was it like purple? And like, what did it look like the next morning? It did a thing where it almost looked like a mountain range on the <laughs> sole of my foot because the blood was just like dead. Oof. Ugh. And then I had to go to work with like a boot on and explain to everybody what happened. And I just started that job and I was like, I don't know. It's like, it was an accident. You're like, there was this crab rangoon, right? <laughs> like, yeah, how do you explain Let that? Let me start at the beginning, please. <laughs> please. Um, but that's how I broke my foot eating one of my favorite things, which is just cold crab rangoon in the middle of the night. Did you get the crab rangoon? You still ate it, right? Like. You know, I think I actually blacked out from pain before I even mm. realized what I was really trying to do. That's the worst part of the story. Yeah. I feel like that's the tragedy. How long did you have the boot? Like three weeks. That's not too bad. No, it was it was you. It was not a bad fracture. It was just like, yeah, really, Tubby, you're going to this is between that and choking on a boneless spare rib. I've almost died twice because of food. That's not good. But here we go. So when you have that weird craving. Open your eyes. Yeah. Well, now, I mean, everyone has phones now, so you can like put the flashlight on on your phone or something, you know, make not sure. Not my landline. Yeah. TBD. <laughs> yeah. Not your Bill Murray landline. Not my gonna... Bill Murray landline. <laughs> oh my God. If the phone just rang like randomly, that would have been perfect. I'd have a heart attack. <laughs> heart uh, attack. Well, hey, so we're about out of time, but I know one thing that we, we were really good about this when we started the podcast and then we, we veered a bit is and i know people like it is that we were talking a lot about different cookbooks that you liked and you're a big cookbook fan and people like when you have recommendations uh, for yeah. Them. yeah so i was in portland this afternoon and i actually picked up a cookbook for the first time in a long time and it's called the main farm table cookbook by kate schaefer um i don't know where you buy it cookbook places um but it's so good and it has these awesome stories so luke's lobster is like a national lobster roll chain i think i think it's national they've started up in portland and they have like stories about all this stuff so that is my rec for the day it's not like the craziest recipes ever but they look really good individual pork pies with cranberry pork chops and creamy pepper sauce sliced lamb salad with tomatoes feta and red onions like it looks really cool and support Kate, I don't know who Kate is, but she does look lovely in her picture. So what was it like? What drew you to this cookbook? 
I was just like, honestly, okay, that's what I wanted to say. I've got a little gripe about cookbooks right now. Okay. Nobody's writing quality cookbooks that I have seen in the larger bookstores, right? I love some of those old fall books, but I went to Barnes and Nobles because don't hate me, but I needed a book. Nobody else had it. And I was looking at the cookbook session and I was like, oh, cool. Like nothing wrong with her, but like Valerie Bertinelli, Ina Garten, uh, some guy named Anthony, where everywhere I go, they're trying to sell his cookbook. Like there's nothing from Queer Eye. Is it him? Or... Oh, it could be. Yeah. I bet that's what it is. Yeah. Which, I bet that's what it is. By the way, he's delightful. If it is him, like it's, yeah. Okay. Then we're not shitting on him. We'll take yeah, it back. Yeah. But Valerie Bertinelli, it's like no cookbook is screaming like passion project to me. You know, like the last great cookbook that I think I bought was Gregory's. Yeah. Yeah, that one and did look really great. congratulations to Gregory for his James Beard Award. Like, that was yeah. such a good cookbook. Nobody's making these books where I'm like, that's something new, or I'm learning a new technique, or like, I, I do thank know what you, you mean for that, another burrata. Yeah, I know what you mean. That there's a little bit of like a, a factory quality to it. Of just Right like now, the, it's like a, a little bit of a sellout quality. I was yeah. really disappointed. So for all my cookbook writers out there, I'm waiting because I will... This was kind of my goal with starting back up talking about cookbooks is buying a cookbook a week because I love supporting these people. And more than that, I fucking just love cookbooks so much. Um, but we need. We don't need things dumbed down, and I'm speaking like for an overall consumer, what we need is the exciting. And that is not what I was seeing while I was there. Yeah. And I think there's a, a fine line between not dumbed down, but practical, because I think that is something practical. where where cookbooks do go awry is assuming that you have a lot of, uh, you know, things that you might not have in your kitchen or uh, doing very yeah, complicated techniques that you're not realistically going to do in a home kitchen. But you don't need to dumb it down. I mean, people people know a lot about cooking, like people are pretty, we want to even see that. And with your yeah. pictures, like make sure those pictures I'm not really reading your like the pictures are the most important. Prep. Yeah, you got to have the truly, pictures. truly. So. For next week, if everybody will hit me up and give me a cookbook that you're like, this is it. And also, we'll start. Uh, we have the the bookshop, so we'll we'll have a link to that, and and we'll put all these that we recommend there, so if people can yeah for sure know, find all the past ones and all of that, we'll make sure they're there. Yeah, we are going to make this a bit more of a thing. Elderberry blinis with caramelized apples. That sounds great. That does sound really good. Doesn't that sound nice? Yeah. Shit, no. You should make Blueberry those. Buckle. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of man. There's a lot of sweets in this that sound really good. Yeah. I even love like old church cookbooks. Like I love all that stuff. But right now I just don't need another cookbook. That is like the where they are right now. The mac and cheese recipe that I use is just the most like classic church cookbook mac and cheese. And it's so good. David's mom has so many of them. And when I go there, I don't talk to either of them. I just read the recipes. <laughs> You're just in the corner, just flipping through. Truly, because they yeah. love each other so much. They're off in their own little world. They don't need me there. I'm like, ooh, add the bologna with the pistachios <laughs> to the cool whip terrain. So but um, is it, we covered that David and your dad have some crossover. Is there a crossover between you and David's mom? David's like, mom? Not yeah. a thing. Oh, interesting. Not a thing. <laughs> Not even a little thing. She, we're so different. She's amazing. I love her to death, but she's like very quiet and adorable and happy with her life and her house. And she just kind of hangs out. And I am manically always trying to go, 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 go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So those are our differences. But yeah, if anybody has any suggestions for just like 
a cookbook where you're like, I can't live without this. Please hit up Stephanie knows some shit where Joe, maybe we'll try and compile a list together and we'll go through it and yeah, we'll put up. Uh, we've been doing a lot of poll questions, so we'll we'll make that a poll question. People yeah. can submit it to that. We'll compile them and we'll we'll see what we start do. our own. Um, we'll call it the weekly book club. I like it. Yeah, I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. And hey, speaking of that, uh, one of the things that we have been asking for is help with a new sign off, and we've got a lot of great suggestions on that. And we have one that I think you're going to try out this week. It's the most authentic and generous I can be. Thank you all so much for listening. Later, muffins. Love it. That one is good. I like that one a lot. Felt good. Stephanie Knows Some Shit is hosted by Stephanie Smarr and me, Joel Murphy, and produced by me. If you enjoyed the show, give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, and instead of a review, tell us about a meal that you ate or made recently. We'd love to read about it. We have to ask. It's a podcast where we answer the question, are you going to eat that? What will you leave behind? Why get out of bed? Will you be our neighbor? I'm Marty. And I'm Jonathan. We're two hosts. Infinite Universes. We We have have to ask. ask. New interviews every Tuesday. Find us on iTunes or online at wehavetoask.com or with the other great podcasts on the Peaksloft Network at peaksloft.com.